You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth. So you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Strange Familiars. Two bonus episodes in two weeks. It's madness. <laughs> Just a little mad. If you've got a story you'd like to share with us, you can email us strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to continue my interview with Tara. In part two, we talk about some Ouija weirdness. We did another episode a while back where someone talked about this group of friends and the Ouija board and how they got involved in this sort of spirit contact and Tara's story is not dissimilar to theirs. And she tells of some missing time experiences and some rather odd collection of these nighttime invaders that everyone reports. Tara has those. Before we talk to Tara, I want to remind everybody that 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy is the place you go if you have a puppy and you need help with your puppy. Your puppy is being a problem puppy. Do you have a problem puppy? You don't count. <laughs> If you have a problem puppy or if you know someone with a problem puppy. I would wager that maybe it isn't the problem puppy. Maybe you're the problem. Absolutely could be the case. Because what you're trying to build point. is a relationship. Exactly. It takes work. It does. It does. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you build that relationship. They can help you and your puppy become perfect for each other. Because you're right. It's really not about changing the puppy necessarily. It's about developing the relationship between you and your puppy so you become perfect for each other. They have online sources. They have video lessons. They have a secret Facebook group. One-on-one -on -one options are also available. 
where you can talk to Tina or her staff. You can find 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can teach you what to do, and perhaps more importantly, they can teach you what not to do. Check them out at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. All right, let's get to the second part of my interview with Tara. All right, and I think this is the, the stuff that gets you a little more weirded out talking about the the occult stuff. Yeah, because I don't fully understand what happened. And so it weirds me out a little bit more because I'm never going to have answers. Mm-hmm. So late teenage years, I suppose, like 17-ish, my friends and I decided, like, you know, like you do, like you start playing with Ouija boards and all that kind of stuff. So I never would touch the board because I had enough, like, fear of it to not want to actually be actively involved. Mm-hmm. But I would be in the room and be like, ask it this, ask it this, <laughs> but not, you know, because that somehow puts a barrier between you and whatever. Right. But I would never, like, actively get involved with it. So we just kind of started doing that kind of stuff. And it was, like, you know, no big deals. Classic girl stuff, like, am I going to meet a boy? And stupid, you know, typical stuff like that. So that's kind of how it started. And then it was weird because it would, like, give us answers and – it would always be off within like two days. Like it would say, you're going to meet so-and-so on this day. And it would be like two days off or this person will be this age, but it would be two years off. So, I mean, that's probably an arbitrary detail, but it was accurate enough to where we're like, Oh, it's giving us information and it's accurate. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I do remember I asked, um, one of the questions was, what am I going to be when I grow up? And it said I was going to be in a band. And I'm like, that literally was not even on my radar at that point. Like, wouldn't have been, it just wasn't a goal in life. And Mm -hmm. I can remember asking the name of the band, and it spelled something out that didn't make sense at the time. And I wish I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, because it could have been Lycia, because that word would not have made sense to me. at 17 right like it just wouldn't look like a real word so that's kind of funny so that's kind of how we sort of tiptoed into the occult I guess and then around that time we started like going out to clubs and stuff like that and like meeting people from like I lived in rural Ohio so we lived like in Mantaway in, in Mantaway Ohio which is close to Kent State, which is where all the cool kids were. And Akron wasn't that far. Cleveland wasn't that far. We were sort of centrally located between Akron, Youngstown, and Cleveland, with Kent State being, like, very close and where we all hung out. And so you start meeting people from other places, and that's how I got introduced to cool music and, you know, the whole thing. So when I met my boyfriend at the time, two days after I was told I would, <laughs> uh, 
we started hanging out with his group of friends and stuff and like more they were kind of more into like I guess darker kind of stuff like as far as like heavier music and like you know we were, we were listening to The Cure and they were listening to like Christian death so mm -hmm. you, it kind of like was the evolution from mainstream music to like more underground stuff and like uh, thus kind of lifestyle stuff as well because we were all sort of innocent and like didn't drink didn't do any of that stuff and the people that we were meeting were doing like heavier drugs and you know whatever so I just remember hanging out and like we were at this party and they're like oh we should like channel spirits and I'm like what like okay Again, I don't get actively involved in anything because I have enough superstitious quality in me to know not to mess with stuff, mm -hmm. but would be in the room when they would do this. And, like, it seemed so, like, innocent in a way. And, like, but and I was constantly trying to figure out, are, is this real or are they messing with us? But I knew the people well enough to know that they weren't messing with us. And, like, some of the details that we would get would be, like, they wouldn't be able to do that. Like, the spirit or whatever, and this is where I'm not going to name names, because we talked to the same ones kind of all the time. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally a new one would come in. But we mostly talked to the same group. And several of my friends did this. And one of them was my absolute best friend. So I knew she wasn't lying to me. Because you could see, like, the change in their demeanor, the way they, their eyes looked, the way they spoke. Everything was different. It wasn't like your goofy friend. It was like a, there was a noticeable change to it. And, you know, again, they would tell you things. And then, like, one night you would be talking to a spirit, and then they would say go look at the pad of paper by your phone. And then you'd get up and go look, and, like, halfway down the stack of paper, it would say, like, hi. Oh. And so you'd think, okay, because I try to, like, logically think things out. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they, my friend wrote that there, and, like, they're just fooling with me. But I'm like, but the way the timeline was it didn't make like that couldn't have happened or like you'd get out of the shower and like in the steam on the wind on the mirror it would say like hi hmm. just things like that and so you got you know we got involved with these various entities I suppose uh you nice way of putting it I guess I don't I mean and I still don't know like are they good are they bad that's the part that kind of weirds me out because I don't know Right. And because on the surface it seemed fine, but then you get into the whole spirituality of things where, you know, spirits can be malevolent, but appear as good. Like, mm -hmm. you just don't know. Because anything that's sort of like from a, like a Christian standpoint, anything that separates you from God can't be good. So anyway, so all of that was kind of happening. And at the same time, like, we were like, you know, doing the other stuff like tarot cards and pendulum. And the only thing I ever really actively participated in was doing automatic writing. And I wish I had the papers now because I used to just write and write and write and write and write. And 
it would be like <clears throat> these full stories of whatever spirit telling stories oh, wow. of where they were, who they were, like all of the stuff. And it would be like in chicken scratch writing, but you could read it. Mm-hmm. Because I even remember showing like my friend's mom and she was completely fascinated by it. But I mean, I didn't save any of this stuff, and like it's been so long now at this point that I can't remember any of the specific details right. about what that or whatever. But also at the same time, when all of that was going on, I started having these things where, like, I would wake up and see somebody in my room, and the first time it happened to me, like, and this is gonna sound like a strange whatever. But I was reading that book that Nancy Spungen's mother wrote about, you know, Sid and Nancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was sleeping and I woke up and even the lights were on in my room at the time. And I remember looking just, you know how you're just, you're sound asleep and your eyes just pop open oh, and yeah. you're not startled. Your eyes just pop open mm-hmm. and above the bed, she, like her, like it looked like Nancy Spungen. What, you know, it could have been just a blonde lady, but in my brain, that's who I interpreted it as because I was reading that book, was just floating above the bed in this, like, white gown, like, like it was blowing in the wind, you know, hmm. and she's just above the bed looking at me. And then your brain goes, oh, wait, that's not supposed to be there. And then it completely freaked out and jumped up off the bed. And, of course, they disappear as soon as that happens. Right. Was she, like, parallel to you? Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. So just kind of like floating in the air? Just... Like like above this, like right below the ceiling mm-hmm. above me. Wow. And I remember thinking, that was totally Nancy Spungen. Huh. <laughs> like it looked like her. And, you know, your brain can, your, your brain can conjure this stuff. And this is why I kind of am like, I don't know what to believe. It's just a dream. Is it just your brain making things up? Is it real? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but it did happen to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the things, the, the ideas I've been playing with lately. It's the possibility that using video game terminology that we skin these things in different ways. And maybe whatever that was, you know, you skinned it as Nancy Spungen because you were, you know, deep into the book or whatever at the time. Right. And, you yeah. Know, who knows? I mean, that's it's just an idea I play with. <laughs> right. And, I mean, it makes as much sense as anything else, you know? Yeah, yeah, all of this is is speculation. I'm very, very interested in the messages from the spirits. And when you talk about them being, you know, sometimes accurate, sometimes not, pretty close to Mm -hmm. accurate, accurate enough where it got your attention. Right. That is consistent with spirit contact. And that often freaks me out a little bit. See, that's why it freaks me out, because I'm like, I was talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. And... And it's... it's You're left with this question of, how are they getting the good information? And are they giving the information to the best of their knowledge and just getting it wrong sometimes? In which case, mm-hmm. innocent mistake, fine. Or are they doing that on purpose? And we can't know that. Yeah, and it's also like... I guess because, I mean, this story evolved to later when I became a Christian. 
I, I'm like, is it just all demonic? And I don't, I don't know the answer. You know what I mean? And so that's why I kind of am like, I leave certain things alone. Yeah. I, I think people get very, uh, you know, I have some, some friends who are very um, overconfident, I'll say, uh, who are, you know, occultists, and they're very overconfident in their dealings with uh, yeah, with these no. spirits. <laughs> and uh, I'm just thinking, man, it's, it's, I just see it really as playing with fire, you know, because they're, I they are capricious. <laughs> well, and I kind of feel like, we're human beings, tangible human beings. And if it's a spirit, they're infinite. Why would an infinite thing feel the need to follow your rules and guidelines? Like they wouldn't need to. Mm. And if they're doing something for you, why are they doing it for you? They're getting something out of it. If, if you want to go the like nice route, it's like, Oh, well they're just communicating with you because they are trying to be helpful. If you're going the malevolent route, they're doing it to keep you separated from God. So, right, or or whatever other like yeah. agenda they have, which which again exactly. is is unknowable. Like that's exactly. and that's the part that kind of gives me pause with this stuff. It's like, well, why? Like, and that's and that's kind of why I just kind of quit. Like anything, like actively supernatural, I just don't take part in it because I don't understand it. And it could be nothing, it could be something, but I don't know what it is. And so I don't personally believe human beings can like know all the answers Mm -hmm. and control any supernatural being. So I just am like, you guys, hey bro, you stay stay over on your side of the, the room. I'll stay over here and like be safe over here. But, and that whole time in my life was very strange because I was very, like, young and naive, very, like, younger than my age. You know, like I said, none of, like, none of my friends and stuff, none none of us drank, none of us smoked, none of us did any of this kind of stuff. And then slowly over the course of, like, those couple years, things got darker and darker. And it was like my personality changed. I went from, like... I used to be like the kind of kid at the party that would like do the goofiest stuff just to get a laugh out of people and like total class clown, like center of attention. I'll tap dance for you to make you laugh kind of person. (laughs) And then super outgoing, friendly, blah, blah, blah. Then it kind of like started devolving to where I was like the, the, mean looking chick across the room glaring across the room at you not even realizing I was doing it like I used to have people be like I thought you hated me and I'm like what what are you talking about (laughs) like no and it just like I felt like my personality definitely did a shift like sometimes I would be really angry and pissed off and like mean And in my head, as I'm doing it, I'm like, what is your problem? Like, why are you acting like this? Like, you're being such a bitch. Like, why are you acting this way? But I still did it anyway. Like, I couldn't control being this, like, dark, mean person. And I didn't put any thought into it at the time other than, like, God, what a bitch you are, you know? Hmm. And it was very noticeable. And at at the time... 
I, I lost a lot of friends, like those same people that sort of were, we were doing all these things together. I mean, it, it's, there's more to it. There's, it's a, nobody needs to know my post high school drama, <laughs> but um, it was all kind of interconnected and like towards the end of one of the friendships and the one girl who used to like channel these spirits and some of which I talked to through her a lot. I suspected that she was faking it sometimes, but not all the times. Like you could tell, I could tell the difference between the way she looked when she was doing it and when she wasn't. Interesting. And this one night, like I felt like I caught her being sneaky about it. And so I came home after dropping her off and I had this Ouija board that we always used, which was just homemade. Literally, it was a box lid that we wrote the alphabet on, the numbers, you know, wrote it on a piece of cardboard, and I would use a ring as hmm. the planchette. That's what we did. And I had to have my answers. Like, I had to know what was going on. And so I'm asking the Ouija board, like, is she lying to me? And it said yes. And then... After it answered my question and it told me who it was, and this was the sweeter of the spirits that we used to talk to, like very sweet and like innocent kind of spirit or whatever. And then it made me promise to never touch the Ouija board again. Really? Yeah. And I know this sounds crazy. Like, I know this sounds crazy. Yes. It's also but... strange familiars. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the first and only time I ever actually touched the Ouija board. Never had done it before, but I needed to have answers. And I thought the only way I could get an honest answer was to talk to the spirits, right? Wow. Like I said, it like spelled out, please don't ever do this again. Wow. And I never did it again. After I promised them and I never did it again. But like the whole time, like, I mean, there was a lot going on during that time. Like just electricity issues in my room my room was always like way colder than the rest of the house there were times when I would like wake up with scratch marks all over I remember one specific time um, this friend of mine was staying with me at the time and like we would stay up like all night and we didn't go to bed until like the sun came up and this one night or this well, it was morning I went and I was laying in the bed and I had my back like I was facing the wall so my back was towards the room and I felt the bed go down just like he came in and I rolled over expecting him to be there and there was like nobody there. So like stuff like that would happen just all the time. Like it happened all the time. And like, I think I even told you like the one time we were driving and we're driving on the road and my boyfriend at the time lived like an hour away. And so every night we would drive to his house and then come back and it would always be like late. And there was this one stretch of highway this one particular night. And and we were just there. Like we don't even remember, we did, couldn't remember how we'd even gotten that far in the drive. We didn't remember any of the prior traveling of it. Oh, and wow. this, my one friend was asleep and the other one was in the front seat or in the, in the passenger seat beside me. And this black, like big huge black cloth like it, we jokingly called it like a vampire or whatever swooped down at the car 
and then swooped away. And I'm like, I mean, could it have been like an owl or whatever? A hundred percent, obviously. But it was just a weird thing because that happened and it was enough it was enough of a weirdness for both of us, for both of us to be like, that was weird. Like, you know, it wasn't like a bird or something. It was definitely weird. And plus at the same time we were like, did we both fall asleep? Like we're, we're, I don't remember getting to this point. Like what, were we both sleeping and driving? Like it was just, it was a weird thing. Yeah. And, um, she reminded me the other day because I was asking her about this because I knew I was going to come on your podcast. And I'm like, hey, do you remember when that happened? She's like, yeah. She's like, do you remember the time when all of a sudden we were just parked in someone's driveway? And I'm like, actually, no, I don't remember that. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah. So like stuff like that happened. Like she's like, yeah, she's like one time we were just driving and all of a sudden we were in someone's driveway and none of us remembered how we got there. And I'm like. You know it's crazy when so much weird stuff happened that you forgot that. Like that's yeah. kind of a big story. That was a weird time period. Like a lot of weird stuff happened. And like I said, I I just kind of became this different person. And of course that changes at some point, which, you know, the the story goes on from there. In what sense? So after the Ouija board thing happened where it's like don't ever do this again. The following night, I picked up my friend. We all went and hung out like normal. And then on my way home to drop her off, as we got to her house, I was like, by the way, I know you've been lying to me, so just don't ever talk to me again. Oh. And I quit talking to her at that point. And this girl had been my best friend since years, you know. But I was just like, if you're going to lie to me about that, like, we're done. Because <laughs> that's a pretty, it was, it was a deep thing. Like, we had these relationships with these spirits. And I don't know, I don't mean relationships like, no, you no. know, high school girlfriend, boyfriend thing. Right, right. But it was too real for me to, like, take it lightly that somebody would lie to me about it after all of this stuff. So, like, yeah, I just cut her off, and that was it. And I'd already cut the other people off because whole other drama. So I was kind of, like, sort of on my own for a while. And I had a couple other friends that weren't really connected to them, so I just kind of hung out with them instead. And they were more musicians, so I was just, like, hanging out with musicians at that point and kind of had a band or whatever. So then I was going to cosmetology school, switching subjects slightly, (laughs) but it's a continuation sort of of this story. I started going to cosmetology school. And at that time in rural Ohio, when you were like, and I'm sure you know this from where you grew up too, like being like a hardcore like punk goth or whatever, People were not very nice to you. No, they were not. I had bottles thrown at me on a regular basis. Yeah, my life was threatened a lot. It sounds ludicrous now because, like, everybody's got piercings and pink hair and whatever. Right, yeah, you go to the store to check out, you know, the person that comes. There's like a granny with, like, bright pink hair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But at that time, for whatever reason, it really angered people. It did. Yeah, they were really mad about it. And so, I mean, that was like a normal part of life at the time that you just walked everywhere and you had your guard up because people, and the cops did it, like, Mm -hmm. 
just picked on and like threatened and whatever. And so I started going to cosmetology school and it was me and my friend who I mentioned earlier that was staying with me at the time. And so we were like hardcore, like goth, punk, whatever, and definitely did not fit in. But everybody there was totally cool. Like it was, it, you know, everyone at cosmetology school was cool. And <clears throat> I remember just kind of hanging out and um, this girl that was going to school there was just this normal chick and like I think her favorite band was like Skid Row. I think <laughs> that was her favorite band. So she was like into metal but she looked normal, you know. Mm-hmm. And she started saying stuff like, oh, like this one day, you know, we chilled because she was just a cool chick. And this one day she's like, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, here we go. And she's like, God has something to tell you. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a Satanist. I know I look weird. I'm not. And she's like, no, no, no. God just has has something to tell you. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, he just said he's got something better for you. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And went about my business. And she never said anything about it again. I'm just like, okay, I'm so used to people accusing me of being a Satanist at this point that She's like, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm like, whatever, you know. That was just, I'm sure you probably got that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were a Satanist, you were a druggie, you were a slut, whatever. Yeah, I got and... called a slut a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was just the common thing. You were like a drug addict, you're right. a witch, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So I... I just was like, whatever. And then a couple weeks later, she was just like, oh, yeah, do you want to come to my pastor's house? And I'm like, sure. Because, at, again, at the time, I was, like, super open to everything. I had no, pre- you know, I didn't judge people for their beliefs. I was whatever. You are who you are. I am who I am. It's all good. And she's like, yeah, come with me. So, me and, like, my two friends that I hung out with that I was in a band with, they were going to come with me, too. We're like, okay, this is cool. Because I wasn't, like, anti-religion or any, like, it, she could have been, like, anything. And I would have been like, sure, I'll come chill, whatever. Right, right. And so the closer we get to this guy's house, the more anxious I start getting. And I'm, And at that time, I was, like, pretty fearless. Like, I didn't get anxious going anywhere, doing anything, or anything like that. So I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, I just felt sick. And like, don't go. You should just not go. And, you know, like I told you earlier, like, I had been to church when I was a kid. So it wasn't like I had any, like, anti-church thing at all. It was just like, whatever. And so the closer we get to this guy's house, I'm, like, more and more anxious and, like, sick and sick and sick. And so we get there, and it's just her and then my two friends and the pastor and his wife. And, like, they're, like, African-American. And the thing that struck me was that they didn't even bat an eyelash that we looked crazy, you know, with, like, goffed out and all this stuff. And right. That was a remarkable thing at the time because everybody thought you were crazy and nobody wanted any part of you at the time. <laughs> so that I was just like, okay, this is all right. You know, they're nice, whatever. 
And we just went into the house and we just sat there. And he like talked a little bit about Bible stuff. I don't even remember what he talked about. But I was like anxious the entire time. And nobody was like weird or like anything strange or anything like that. But I just felt sick. Like I wanted to like claw my skin off. So we're getting ready to leave or whatever. And he's like, oh, do you guys mind if I just say a prayer for you? And I'm like, sure, whatever. I'm hip to it, you know, whatever. I'm not going to turn down nice things from people. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at so he just said this like real basic prayer thing and he was just like you've got some choices to make I'm like okay whatever see you later and that sort of like started my whole thing of like I guess the dark stuff was kind of like stirring up I don't know I don't know that's the thing I don't know I don't know it was very very strange because it was out of character to feel that upset about something, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I don't know. It's very strange. After that is when I started getting, like, bad anxiety, which I've never had before, and stuff like that. I mean, I don't need, I don't, I don't need to go into the whole story, I don't suppose, but it was a, it was a strange, uh, strange time, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you connect your initial anxiousness or resistance to the like the previous spirit contact and all that? I felt like it had to be somewhat connected because there was no logical reason for me to be upset to be there. They were nice people. My friend from cosmetology school was totally chill. I had no aversion to Christianity. It's not like I was anti it or anything. I really didn't have an opinion of it. Mm-hmm. So it seemed completely out of left field and illogical that I felt how I felt. And then a cut, like I want to say probably a couple weeks later, 
he invited me and my friend from cosmetology school to go with him down to Columbus. He was going to do some sort of church thing at this little church down there. It was just supposed to be like, I think it was like a kind of a housewarming thing for this church. Like he was helping. And it seems odd that I would go, okay, sure. I'll go with you. Cause it's like, why would I be going to some church thing? But by the same token, I wasn't like repelled by the idea. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we get down to Columbus. And again, I'm completely fully decked out goth because, of course, you can't go anywhere and not be decked out goth when you're <laughs> living the dream, right? Yeah, you got to f- fly the freak flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. It doesn't matter where you're going. You still got to do it. I had a friend, and this is like, well into our 20s if not 30s who uh he's a very uh very fancy fancy fella and uh <laughs> you know leather pants and you know the, the, the very very nice hairstyle and all this yeah and at some point like he's like doing his hair he, we were touring together and uh, he's doing his hair at our house to like I don't know. We were like going to get fast food or something. Right. Right. And, and I'm like, wait, like, is this like normal for you? And he, <laughs> he told me, and this is like an adult dude. Like I said, twenties, if not thir- late twenties, if not in our thirties at this point. And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, if, if I'm sick, if I, if I'm, you know, if I stay home from work and I'm sick, he's like, I won't go to the drugstore without getting like, you know, the full compliment. He's like, I'm like, wow, yeah. not not me, not it's, anymore. That's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. I ain't got time but, for know. that. But, you know, in like 1992, you had to represent. It's true. Yeah, you really did. So we got, we drive the two hours or whatever to Columbus, and we show up at this church, and there's nobody there. It's like this little um, African-American like Baptist church or something. And, like, nobody showed up to it. It was supposed to be, like, an open house thing where, like, the church members were supposed to come. And, like, I don't even know. It was, like, I was just going along for the ride. I didn't really care. But, like, the only people that showed up were, like, these little old ladies. There was, like, I think four of them who helped, like, do things in the church. And they were the only people that showed up. And I'm, like, this is weird. Whatever didn't really think anything of it because I'm just along for the ride. I'm not even, I don't even know what's going on. I'm just there hanging out with my friend. But again, that like sick feeling started happening. Hmm. And I was like a nervous wreck. And again, like my whole, the whole time I'm trying to rationalize this in my head. Like, why are you nervous right now? Literally nothing is going on. You're sitting in a chair while other people are talking and they're not even talking about anything of relevant. It's like, Hey, how are you today? I'm good. What'd you do today? Oh, you know, like basic, nothing deep basically. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there and I'm my friend from cosmetology school sitting beside of me and she's like, are you all right? I'm like, I don't know. I'm really nervous. And like at the time, because I was in cosmetology school, I had these really long nails because we did nails on each other all the time. And I was like literally digging the skin off my arm, like scratching my arm so hard that it was like bleeding for no reason. And I'm like 
I just, I don't feel good. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. And then she's like, okay, well, just try to relax or whatever. So I'm sitting there just trying to chill. And these little old ladies are talking. And finally, the one girl, the one lady says to me, so what about you? What's your story? You know, wanting to know who this woman is that or girl or whatever that came along for the ride. And I couldn't talk. Like no voice would come out. I couldn't speak. I just was like staring at her like mute. And the pastor who I came with was like, oh, she's just making choices. She's trying to decide some things. And I'm like, what? First of all, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. But she's like, oh, okay. And then I was like, I decided. Like, I don't even know where this stuff was coming from. And so after I said that, they prayed for me. And I guess it's like, you know, you do the sinner's prayer or whatever. Like, I didn't... I didn't go there for that purpose and I didn't, it wasn't like a thing in my head that I was actively seeking or looking for or whatever. It just kind of happened. And then after that happened, it was like, I felt this burden come off of me and it was like, I was a different person and could it all be mental? Sure. Could it be all in my head? I mean, I guess that's mental, but possibly, but I know what happened and I know who I was before and I know who I am after. So to me, it was a very real experience. And you can ask the people that were around me at the time, the difference between the girl that was staring at people across the room thinking that, that I hated them to the person afterwards who didn't look like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So after that ha- after that experience, things got really worse. Like I would wake up and have welts all over my body, and that's when I started having like really bad panic attacks and like all of this kind of stuff. And like the pastor was like, well, that's going to happen to you because of the connections that you have to that other stuff. Again, is it all in my head? Maybe, although I don't know how to make welts appear on my body. Or, you know, I can't make electricity turn off and on Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I know what I experienced and I don't try to explain it to people and make them believe me. It is what it is. I know what I went through. So, that's kind of the end of that chapter of things that started with the doing the Ouija board right. to there. And I mean, I know the answer to this, but just to, just to be clear, you felt better post, uh, yeah. post these meetings with this uh, pastor. For sure. Like, like I said, the first, I mean, internally I felt a, like a different person, mm-hmm. like all this sort of darkness that I couldn't control before. Like when I said, you know, I would be mean to somebody and in my head, I'm going, why are you acting this way? Right. Yeah. What couldn't stop me from doing it anyways. That was all gone. I was definitely a different person. But I still had like physical things going on for for a while. I would say probably a couple months. Hmm. And then finally, I guess they quote unquote gave up. 
because it wasn't working, I guess. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Right. I do like the way you describe it, though, because you sound like me, <laughs> like <laughs> talking about my my uh, my thing with Mary, where I'm just like, I don't know. It, maybe it's real. Right. Maybe it's not. I don't like it's, I can't. I'm not going to convince you. So whatever. Exactly. But this is this is my thing. You know, I kind of feel like like I know what I experienced is real and I would never turn my back on that. Mm hmm. But to convince somebody who doesn't believe in that kind of stuff anyways, they're just going to say, oh, it's just a, it was all in your head. It's like, yeah, right. but you didn't feel me clawing my, like, I was clawing my skin off. And it was, I wasn't doing it because I was nervous. Like, it was far beyond that. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that since. And I have anxiety. I have anxiety started then and I still have it now that comes back every once in a while but it doesn't cause me to claw my skin off so I don't you know what it is I don't know but that's one of the reasons why I'm like I tread real lightly around supernatural stuff because you know like they say like if you crack open the door mm -hmm. you know I don't know well I it's such so, creepy stuff it sounds like I'm being hypocritical but, you know, th this is my job now, right? So it's like, a right. liter literally, it's my job. And I'm pretty careful about it. But people often ask me, like, well, what's your advice to other people who want to do this? I'm like, well, don't. <laughs> like, yeah. if you, and, like, now, and some people aren't going to be satisfied. Some people, they need to experience it for themselves. And I'll be a hypocrite, definitely, if I told them not to do it. But, I mean, if you're the kind of person who can listen to stories or read books or, or watch shows on this stuff, and that's enough for you. Right. You're probably going to be happier stopping there. Because, A, yeah. there, there's no answers. Like, there, okay. there, there isn't. You have to... I mean, very quickly. Like, I mean, I thought I was going to like the, just taking Bigfoot as an example. When I first like seriously started getting into this and started like writing books and stuff, I thought like I'll figure this out. And then very right. very quickly, you have to come to terms. Like, no, I don't get to figure this out. It's not. It's, it's, and it's such human arrogance to think that you could get the answers. Really. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean. I don't have a lot of confidence that whatever happens when we die, you know, we there might just be more questions there, which is uh, right. You know, and, I think some of them will be answered. I I hope I hope they're all answered. I mean, I hope like being we get all the answers. You know, there there you go. That would be lovely. But I'm preparing myself to, for there to be more questions. Because again, it's a matter of, uh, you know, I think with Terrence McKenna, and and I know this only via Josh. My my co-author in the books who just like sit with the mystery. You have to be able to sit with the mystery yeah. and just go, am I still interested? Yes. Is this still something, you know, I want to write about and explore and so forth. But well, if you're not it, willing to do that, you're forget it. Cause there's no answers. There's, there's... And, and I think that some people like will never experience anything because they have to have all the answers. And so when something weird happens to them, they don't acknowledge it because it doesn't fit in the right box or something. Right. And because they need to have like an explanation for everything and some things just don't have an explanation. And that's why like the whole like religion thing, like people are like, yeah, but what about this? Well, what about that? Well, what about this? And I, to me, I'm just like, I don't need to know that answer. I know what my experience is. 
And so I don't need to know, like, well, why did this happen if God exists? Like, I don't know. I don't know the mind of God. I don't know. Yeah, I can't it's... tell you that answer. But I know that I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater just because I don't have the answer to X, Y, Z. It's above our pay grade to know this. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't have to know it. And I don't have to, like, defend my belief system or justify it or whatever. It is what it is. That's why a lot of people don't talk about their stuff because you're – I mean – it's so pathetic. It's like about everything. Like if you like DC better than Marvel or the other way around, the other person's going to convince you why what you like is dumb and why their thing's cool. And it's <laughs> how much more irritating is it with your personal beliefs when <laughs> you say you've experienced something and the person's like, well, that's stupid. And this is why, because this, 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 and this, and this. And I'm like, I don't want to go there with you. Like you just be who you are. I'll be who I am. It doesn't have to make sense to you. It makes sense to me. Did you use a comic book analogy there just for me? I did. No. Well, I mean, yes <laughs> and no. I'm, <laughs> I'm touched. I'm very, very touched. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, well, because that's one of my main irritants is the DC versus Marvel people. That just irritates me. But um, well, like we, we, can, so, we can like it all. We don't have to make lines in the sand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And... You know, I, I think people want to do that for some reason. I don't I don't know why. what yeah. it is about human nature where it's like... Like, I don't even like to make public statements about stuff I like anymore because there's always going to be that person going, yeah, but it's dumb because of this. Yeah. Or this is better because of this. And I'm like, why did you have to, like, wreck my parade? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was having, like, a happy moment and you just wrecked it. But... Yeah. Didn't you know that the guy who wrote that you know, said something on Twitter 10 years ago that's, right. you know, now you can't like it anymore. Like, right. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah. Let me like what I like. Exactly. But, they, but and, and so it's even worse when it's something that's so personal to you. Right. Right. It's not fun. Like I said, I, th I think, you know, the way you describe it is, it feels right to me because like I said, it's, it, it seems like the way I describe things like, Hey, you can believe this or not. You know, right. this is my experience, but you know, if you don't, if it's not your experience, I'm not going to argue with you, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't explain how physically I felt or even a 10th of really all the stuff that happened. Cause for one, for one thing, it was a long time ago. And, you know, if you were, if you knew then what you know now, I would have been cataloging things and writing dreams down and, mm -hmm. you know, keeping track of today on this date, this weird thing happened and, you know, and how it correlated to the other weird things that were happening. But of course you don't do that when you're ever really. And especially not when you're like a teenager and you're more concerned with like cute boys or whatever. So I wish I had all that stuff now, but you know, after the whole situation, that happened where I got, you know, saved or whatever you want to call it. I got rid of anything that was related to that stuff because I felt like that is a door that definitely has to close for me. And so, like, all the papers that I had written and, like, anything that was associated with any of that, I got rid of it. And I didn't, like, mentally even look at it, like, in my head for a long, long time. And then, like, a few years ago, I'm like, I really wish I had answers. Like, who was I talking to? Was it the people that they said they were? 
or was it something pretending to be something else? Like, were some of them good, some of them bad? Was, you know, I'll never have the answers to these questions. And I've tried asking, like, a couple of my friends, but, like, because I have since become friends with all those people again. Once I was, like, clear of it, I gave up on, like, I didn't hold any grudges against anybody, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we're, we're all friends again. But, like, of course they don't remember stuff because it was so long ago either. But, like, I'll ask them questions and sometimes they'll say, like, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember anymore. Or they'll say, yeah, I do remember that. That was weird or whatever. But, you know, it's been so long ago that we don't. And and the questions that I really want to ask, I, like, won't ask because I don't want to stir up any weirdness. So with them on a personal level. So, Mm. but, yeah, just, you know, a lot of – a lot of odd stuff. And then, you know, post that era, the only real kind of weird stuff I've had past that was the, um, I've had some more things happen where, like I did with the quote-unquote Nancy Spongin, where I'll wake up and there will be some, something or somebody in the room. Right. That's happened to me quite a few times actually or like you'll i don't know if you've have you ever had this thing where you're sound asleep and you feel your arm fling off the bed or your like leg fling off the bed no but i've heard enough stories of it (laughs) yeah that's happened to me a few times and like one time i felt somebody put their finger on the center of my forehead wow and then i woke up and like saw a and my brain was a large man with black hair run out of the room (laughs) That's remember. kind of the only stuff. Like, I haven't had any, like, of the do you, real... Do you remember any details about this man? Uh, I just remember him being tall and long black hair and getting a perception that he was somebody that I knew that's dead. Hmm. Interesting. So no flannel shirt. I, that's what I was No, he for. was not wearing a flannel shirt. Rats. That I'm aware of. So, yeah, you have these notes. These So we call these like nighttime invaders or bedroom invaders. Bedroom invaders sounds kind of perverted. So I, I tend to say <laughs> nighttime invaders. Yeah. These characters, like these things people see. Like, so, yeah. like you said, one of them is a giant spider. Yeah, I've seen a giant spider and it was crawling up the wall. And I've seen like a. Like how a big? Movie. How big? Oh, gosh, probably, like, two feet big. hmm Probably. And then I've also, I, a couple times I've seen, like, an amorphous ball. And, like, one time it was probably about the size of, I would, I'd say probably a basketball. And then the other size, like, may, maybe a little bit bigger than a softball. But the absolute scariest one was the one that looked like Predator. And I think you told me that other people have seen that or I heard it on your show or something. Yeah, well, I mean, you actually saw, like you said, it looked like the thing from the movie. Like, not, not, so people see the blurry thing. You didn't see, yeah. you actually saw, like, not the blurry thing, right? Like, yeah, like it didn't, it definitely was there. Like, it it had like the long sort of dread looking hair and was standing at the foot of the bed. I don't think it had like the mandibles and stuff on the face though. So do you scream when 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 this happens? Yeah, I definitely scream. Okay. I I 
It was again, I was sound asleep and my eyes popped open and he was standing at the foot of the bed by my feet. And my brain is looking at it and then goes, oh, wait, you're not supposed to be there. And I started kicking and like screaming and like hitting Mike. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell's going on, you know? And um, I'm like, yeah, there was, you know, it freaked, completely freaked out. And then it was like, oh, it must have been a dream. And of course, went back to bed. But yeah, that was the, like, the other ones haven't really scared me as much as like, okay, that's weird. But that scared me. Yeah. Obviously. And you saw it more than once? No, I've only seen, thank God, yeah. I've only seen that once. I don't ever want to see that again. Like, I don't want, first of all, I don't want to see any of it again because it's weird. Mm -hmm. But that I 100% definitely do not want to see again. But he wasn't doing anything. He was just standing there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, a, a lot of what people talk about. They wake up and these things are just there. Yeah. And, like, is it just your brain dreaming or, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it could be, like, what they call parasomnia stuff, which is, like, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of part of your, like, you've woken up, but your brain is still, like, right in that dream But then mode. it's like you're not dreaming about that thing, though. Right, exactly. That's so weird. And there's there's enough weirdness associated with this stuff where you wonder, like, you know, when I get the stories of, of like, you know, it'll be a couple and one person will wake the other person up and they'll either both see it or like, oh. or like the, the, they'll say like, yeah, you need to deal with this or something like that. And oh, that, my God. And then they'll go back to sleep and then the other person wakes up and see. When stuff like that happens, it's like, well, what is this? Like, people generally yeah. don't have these like you know shared dreams like that i mean if they are that's a whole other interesting thing right yeah. well and i i have friends who have told me stories where they had shared dreams with other friends and they were provable mm -hmm. yeah i'm not but, saying that doesn't happen that does happen right, but right. but if that's what if that's what's happening it's that's super interesting and you know may or sure. may not be paranormal yeah yeah itself well, and then you, like, I'm sure you think about this, too, where you're like, are we glimpsing into, like, an alternate dimension? Like, maybe that guy was just as surprised to see me <laughs> as I was to see him. Like, maybe there was some, like, thin veil that we kind of glimpsed each other through, or... I mean, often know. that seems to... They at least look surprised that you can see them. Um, you know, when, when Allison saw her flannel man and woke me up screaming... I, I didn't see anything and i i remember like just going oh it's okay it's okay it's okay before i even like open my eyes like trying to get right. her to calm down because she was just screaming and then considered it a bad dream until on down the line you know months if not years later I right read, you know a bunch of other people see these things and, oh. well and dreams are fascinating anyways because i find it completely bizarre that our brains can conjure up a place and people and things that we've never seen before like mm -hmm. how and it, it's it kind of is one of those things where if you're capable of dreaming it it must exist someplace and are you either creating it yourself or are you tapping into this place that already exists and like it, maybe you have a life there and you you know you have a life here and you have you know your subconscious has all these different lives going on and that's right. actually kind of the what I'm writing about in the book I'm currently working on because I think that's fascinating to think of like what if 
there's our this physical self, but then in our dream somewhere, there's a whole other universe that we created that that person has now become a physical being in that realm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I kind of hope that's true because I, I mean, who doesn't like the ultimate escapism of having... <laughs> Having dream worlds all over the place, you know? Yeah, but if the dream me is having a better life, then I'm jealous. Yeah, that kind of does suck. (laughs) That's kind of it. Like, sometimes you have these dreams and you're like, you wake up and you're like, dang it, I just want to go back to sleep. That was so nice. But Right, yeah, can I enter back into that? And then, you know, you you go back to, uh, you know, ordering at Subway or something. It's like, come on. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Or you're naked in school and you forgot to study for the last eight months and you have to take a test. Or trying to find a bathroom. That's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Classic. (laughs) Who'd want to be stuck in that dimension? (laughs) Right. In the the where's the bathroom dimension. (laughs) God. (laughs) All right, Tara, now that I've gotten all your spooky stories. (laughs) There's probably more that I'm just deeply seated in my brain i don't know well we we always like to do an update show so if you if you remember well, any or, if, or i'll if, come on anytime if anybody comes by and in, in the night oh please don't say that <laughs> yeah i know i, I kind of like pushed you into talking about this a little bit so i will feel responsible if anything happens <laughs> in the wake of this well now i'm like god i hope i don't conjure it just because you know you're thinking about it and like please don't come please don't come please don't come yeah hopefully not hopefully not so when's your next book do you know um i don't know when the next book is going to be done well first of all mine and your thing will probably done be done before the next one of my thing by myself is done i'm thinking hopefully well i don't know it depends on how long you take yeah uh, illustrations can be sometimes i'm super quick and then other times not as quick so I don't know. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have a couple other things going on that I'm not. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about yet. Mm-hmm. But um, that might be coming out sooner than that. But I don't have any timelines, basically. Well, um, where can people find your stuff? You can find me on Amazon if you just search Taravan Flower. It will come up. My music and I think my music's still on Amazon. I assume. Yeah, and uh, the books. I have an author page on there. Yeah, that's and you can follow that on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. you can find me on Facebook. Right on, and then uh, so Lycia is making more. There will be more Lycia music. There is definitely more Lycia music, and we just started talking to a label about it a couple of days ago. But I, I can't, you know, I don't know enough. Detail. Well, I know details, but I can't really say anything. Yeah, well, that, that's I never want to. I'm almost like superstitious about giving too many details of, no. about something before it's ready. And plus, we're kind of like we're still like we're recording some other stuff too. So I'm not sure what the final product will be. If it'll be like a single or more or less, or it all falls through. Or, you mm-hmm. know, you know how it goes. Do you guys have a Bandcamp page? Yeah, you can look like see up on Bandcamp, and I think a lot of the stuff we have for like name your own price. Nice. And um, I don't have a. I should probably get a band Bandcamp page for my stuff, huh? You probably should. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can just find me for free on YouTube because somebody's uploaded it somewhere. Aw. <laughs> you know how that goes. I do know how that goes. Well, Tara, thank you so much for sharing your stories. I know. I'm so glad to get to talk to you. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, and well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll make it a regular thing and bother people in another format. That would. I definitely am down for that, for All right. sure. All righty. Thank you once again. We had a photo of the week last episode, so there's no new photo this episode since it's the second episode of the week. I do want to mention Tara has her own podcast called Stuff and Things, where she talks to just about anybody she finds interesting about anything they want to talk about. About Stuff and Things. It's about Stuff and Things. Mm-hmm. You can find that on YouTube, or she is on Red Circle, like Strange Familiars. So you can find her most places you find podcasts. And I will put those links in the show notes. So you can find Tara's various projects and books and her music and her podcast, Stuff and Things. As I said last episode, your books, if you pre-ordered Where the Footprints End, Volume 2, from us, they should have shipped. If you want to purchase any of my books, they're all in stock now, or original artwork, or Strange Familiars t-shirts, or all kinds of stuff, you can go to our Etsy shop. It's shop name Lost Grave. If you go to Etsy... Just type in Lost Grave, one word will come up, or you can type in Strange Familiars, and we should come up. You should start seeing our stuff. While you're there, check out Chad's shop, Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. Check out our friends at Karmic Garden with their Flannel Man and Strange Familiar scents. And before we go, I do want to thank our patrons, without whom we could not do the show. So thank you so much, patrons. If you'd like to help us, continue to make Strange Familiars and get extra content. The best way to help is to become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Check out all the different levels of support there. There are monthly options. There are yearly options as far as the subscriptions. And many, many different levels, starting at bonus content and going up to original artwork. Everything in between. Lots of different options there. Again, check it out, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you want to make a one-time donation to help us out, go to the show notes under any episode. Look for a paypal.me link. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, whether it's on a podcatcher or YouTube, and leaving us those nice five-star reviews, which helps get the show in front of new potential listeners. Well, that's it. Four shows in two weeks. Doing our best to keep the content coming. We'll have a patron show coming for our patrons. Sometime probably in the next week. It would have to be. We're almost at the end of the month. Yes, sometime soon. So we'll get that done for you guys. Lots of content this month. Remember, you can always find us at strangefamiliars.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with another episode. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Darkhollerarts.com. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. And we're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars.
know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big money at menards let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from ad force it's easy to install durable against the elements and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through may 5th and check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on menards.com save 